0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday the 13th, 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Grain markets are mixed to higher this morning. Brian Split, McKenzie, good morning. We had a USDA report yesterday. Lots of uh, fireworks, actually. Why don't we start there?
1: So USDA reduced its estimates of the 2023 U.S. corn and soybean crops yesterday. While the 2023 acreage numbers were left unchanged for both crops, the yield numbers were cut. The U.S. national corn uh, corn yield was pegged at 173 bushels per acre compared to 173.8 bushels per acre last month. The U.S. national average soybean yield was pegged at 49.6 bushels per acre compared to 50. Point one bushels per acre last month both markets rallied sharply following the report
0: this is very clearly part of the ongoing usda conspiracy to screw the farmer out of money everybody was looking for this big insurance check and now usda gives you a friendly report when you need it the least and uh may very well be in the process of wiping out some of these insurance payments um all joking aside brian what you read on the report uh, you know, 220 on beans is, is snug. Uh, domestically, the world
2: numbers are still quite adequate. Uh, I have a hard time being uh, mega friendly on corn with over 2 billion bushel carryout, uh, especially when the USDA still has, I believe it's 571 million bushels of, of total demand uh, that is in that balance sheet above and beyond last year. Uh, so I still think that even if we do see further reductions in, in production on corn, Uh, There's a lot of demand that they can use to offset that. Um, But good reaction. Uh, You know, we were looking for some seasonal lows in beans. We had talked about that Wednesday on the premium stuff. And uh, the market actually bottomed very close to where it bottomed in 2013, which has been one of those analog years. So uh, good uh, major outside bar higher on corn and beans. So we got to get through five bucks to really get the technical buying going uh, in addition to what we've seen in corn.
0: My favorite way to look at uh, the supply and demand situation is stocks to use ratio. And I threw this chart together this morning, if you guys are watching on YouTube. Um, So given what we uh, were presented with yesterday, we've got a stocks to use ratio, United States at 14.7%. The last three years, when we saw these really high corn prices, your sixes, your sevens, your $8 cash, your stocks to use ratio was running eight to 10%. And now we're talking closer to 15%. A 15% stocks to use ratio is very similar to what we saw in the, say, 2015 through 2019 timeframe. And as you guys know, that was not a good timeframe. That was a timeframe in which corn was very often in the threes. Your uh, highs would be in the, you know, just north of $4, basically, in that timeframe. So this leads me to believe that that if this is correct, if this is the real stocks to use ratio, the rallies, they're going to happen, but... I think the days of of seeing six seven dollar corn may be over for a while. Does that make any sense? It does um, yeah, I mean, you think about what type of market the futures were trading when we were in
2: those time frames uh, you know like you said uh, in the in the teens and um, you know we, we used to look for four twenty to four fifty as kind of our our yeah. opportunity to sell so um I, I think it's important to realize we're in a bear market. We will get bear market rallies those bear market rallies will be sold uh, and then when they when they stop going up. <clears throat>
0: Usually they drop rather precipitously and you get a pretty quick, uh, hard break. Now, what's interesting, and I don't have the same chart for soybeans, I'm probably going to do that in one of the premium videos next week, but uh, the soybean stocks to use ratio is still really tight in like the 5% neighborhood, which is actually very close to where we've been the last two or three years, where we had beans in the, you know, 13s, 14s, 15s, whatever. If, if that's reality, you know, beans in the 12s should be like the lower end of the range. So there's there's kind of a divergence in corn fundamentals versus soybean fundamentals. But yeah, the report was bullish. Beans were up big. Uh, corn hasn't gotten through that $5 mark yet. I suppose we could do it today. We're pretty close. Uh, we had some drought data out yesterday.
1: USDA released weekly drought monitor data yesterday. Cooler temperatures and widespread precipitation improved drought conditions across the Corn Belt this week. Conditions improved throughout central and northern Minnesota, central Illinois, and northwestern Indiana. Drought conditions worsened across central and eastern Kentucky along with the southwestern region of Ohio. Conditions across the high plains were mostly unchanged this week. When we look at the percentage of U.S. areas experiencing drought, corn country, 59 percent, soybeans, 58 percent, winter wheat, 49 percent, spring wheat, 51 percent, and cattle country, 46 percent.
0: Still a drought. Um, There is a bunch of rain on the radar this morning. Uh, Mackenzie, you said you guys caught a whole bunch of rain, what, yesterday?
1: Yeah, about four and a half inches.
0: (laughs) So if you guys, you could see that the radar this morning. I mean, there's rain over south dakota nebraska parts of iowa minnesota wisconsin into illinois if you guys have some rainfall totals uh drop them in the youtube comments here i think harvest will be delayed in some areas certainly because of this it could help the river situation uh not a ton of rain the next seven days following this brian what are you hearing uh river basis um producers having problems with this Yeah, I mean, I think a lot
2: of the producers that I've talked to recently <clears throat> just have not been excited about the cash basis that's being offered right now, and that's giving them incentive to, if they have the ability to uh, put grain in the bin, um, there's carry in the market. So with the uh, the poor basis, uh, which typically, you know, if you could put the grain in the bin for a little bit, December becomes a period of time when we should start seeing things uh, strengthen up on the, on the cash side as, as far as that goes. Uh, and then, with just the deferred contracts trading at very strong premiums to the nearbys uh, that allows opportunity to to capture quite a bit of carry. So for some producers, uh, you know you could put soybeans in the bin and uh, wait till January, for example. and yeah. um, i've I've heard depending on the area geographically, as much as a forty cent improvement between uh, you know the the basis opportunity and and the the uh, carry in the market to as much as yeah. a dollar. Um, so that's a, that's a lot, uh, in a very short period of time. And I think you're going to see the producer take advantage of
0: that. Yeah. Carrying the cash market is substantial. Uh, the army Corps is actually now projecting an improvement in river levels. We're, we're near record lows this morning, but, uh, 10 days out, they're thinking we're going to improve a couple of feet, which is. Probably not enough to move the needle. Uh, Interestingly enough, USDA also had this uh, World Markets and Trade Report, if you guys can see that, out yesterday. And this was a quote uh, from the report regarding the river situation. The net effect of smaller Gulf bound supplies and higher transit costs is reduced competitiveness for US corn supporting weaker export demand for U.S. corn. Despite U.S. production being forecast at second from record as of the week ending September 28th, U.S. export sales data indicates accumulated sales and shipments of U.S. corn were 28% below the five-year average for the same week. So this river situation, it's it's a big deal for everything. It's flat price, it's basis, it's spreads. It's it's really uh, one of the biggest things out there. Let's jump to ethanol.
1: U.S. ethanol production declined last week. Weekly output of 1 million barrels was down slightly compared to last week, but up 13% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 21.53 million barrels. The print decreased 1.6% on the week and was down marginally compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand increased 7.1% compared to last week, but was down 9.3% versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is down 4.2% versus the same period last year.
0: That's a good uh, seasonal print, good weekly print. I think the ethanol production numbers should continue to be strong. I mean, we know we have problems shipping corn down the river and it's got to go somewhere. So I think it's going to go to ethanol and we've got sustainable aviation fuel on the horizon. This is something to be optimistic about.
2: Yeah, you know, I was um, somewhat surprised in the report yesterday. They did reduce corn for ethanol uh, as part of that demand reduction. Yeah. Um, I, my thought was that uh, they would really be pointed uh, more at the exports, what they they did reduce as well. Uh, but uh, I thought, you know, based on margins and, and everything, that uh, uh, corn for ethanol would remain one of the the shining
0: bright spots of the uh, the balance sheet on the demand side. Are you sure? I think they left it unchanged. I think it was 5.3. They cut... They cut feed and they cut um, exports on the new crop, maybe on the old crop balance sheet.
2: Yeah, you're right. Maybe it was a 25 on the old crop.
0: But in any, in any case, um, I think moving forward, if, if you want to say something nice about corn demand, ethanol is probably the, the nice thing to say. Exports, not so much. Probably not feed usage either. Uh, there's some news out of China.
1: So China has raised its corn crop forecast. On Thursday, China's agriculture ministry raised its projection for this season's corn crop to a record 288 million metric tons. That's up 4% from last season's crop. Rainfall is slowing soybean harvest in China's northeastern regions. However, yields are still expected to be better with higher protein and oil content. China's soybean production is forecast to reach 21.5 million metric tons this season, up 6 percent from last season.
0: That's a big corn production number. That's 11 million metric tons larger than USDA's current estimate of the Chinese crop. Although USDA's office in Beijing raised its estimate, I think, early, was it earlier this week we had that story, I think, that they were up to 280 maybe. So the uh, all those rains that everybody talked about, the flooding, apparently a non-issue. And this probably doesn't uh, help any, it, it pr- doesn't induce any optimism regarding like China buying U.S. corn, right?
2: Right. Uh, you know,
0: that's been really
2: big question in the market is how much China needs to buy. And, and if you're, um, seeing their domestic production increase by that much, um, you know, if, if they're going to import 20 million tons or 30 million tons, we don't know yeah. what those numbers are, but, uh, a jump of 11
0: domestically is a big bite out of that, uh, out of that total demand. That same USDA post in Beijing, I think they reduced the import estimate. They went from 23 down to 20 and, uh, China's got like nothing on the books in terms of us corn, uh, Uh, business right now. So we'd love to see that improve. I just don't see a whole lot pointing to an improvement.
1: USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. corn and soybeans on Thursday. U.S. exporters sold 124,545 metric tons of corn to Guatemala for delivery during the current marketing year. Exporters also sold 295,000 metric tons of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year.
0: Do these numbers get you excited, Brian? Uh,
2: the corn one, no. Um, the bean one, you know, if you get a couple of days in a row where you string together a 300,000 type number, you're yep. very quickly over a million tons. Uh, we are at the time of year where we should typically see uh, quite a bit of, of export business from uh, from China. And... Uh, also, remember, we're going to get to that period where we typically would see some kind of a, a weather market for South America coming up around the corner. Yeah. And a lot of times as that concern grows that you're going to see China uh, do more and more export business to kind of bridge that gap in between uh, the short term period and, and uh, Brazil's
0: harvest. Yeah, that that uh, soybean sale, the 295, that's like twice what we've been seeing typically in these flash sales. We've been seeing the 120, the 130. So it's a good number. I hope we see more of it.
1: Consumer inflation rose more than expected last month. The September CPI rose 0.4% on the month and 3.7% from a year ago. Analysts were predicting a monthly increase of 0.3% and a yearly gain of 3.6%. Shelter costs made up more than half of the price increase in September. Gasoline prices also contributed to gains with an increase of 2.1% from the prior month. As inflation remains stubbornly high the Fed is expected to keep rates higher for longer.
0: So we backed off. I mean, inflation, CPI peaked at 9.1% June of last year. We're down to 3.7. We've come up a little bit. People still don't believe the inflation numbers and that's fine. But it seems like the situation has, it's cooled off a little bit. I don't know if the CPI number is the biggest number every month in, in the macro markets anymore.
2: Yeah, it's um like you said, it's cooled off. I I saw a tweet on uh, on Twitter or X or whatever we call it now, um, and it was a, a graph that showed uh, you know the CPI, but they took out food, energy, shelter, and used cars. And it seems like the list of things they they take away uh, when they're looking at inflation just keeps getting longer. It used to be food and energy, and now they throw in shelter, and and now it's used cars. Uh, So I think the verbiage was the war on inflation is
0: over. We won at very little cost. But
2: yeah, when we take out all the stuff, we actually need to live.
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of gas crude oils up sharply this morning. I'm not sure why. I've seen the headlines. Uh, what did cattle do yesterday?
1: Uh, they had a positive day. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of a buck 35 higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of 94 cents higher. Box, b- box beef was mixed. Choice ended the day at 30119. That was up 91 cents and select ended the day at 27502. That was down at 28 cents.
0: Outside markets on Friday morning guys US dollars about flat the S&P's off 15 the Dow's off 60 bonds are up a full handle gold's up 19 bucks crude oil up $2.90 in the December WTI at 84.69 last trade have a great weekend guys we'll talk to you Monday